uh, performance. Remember we saw performance? Was it? Oh, this guy on the phone? Yeah, I recognize him. I don't recognize the phone. He was one of the bad guys who were coming to pick up. He saw them all fucked up in the foyer. Good to see you again, bloke. (laughs) He was good at performance. Oh, look, there's a record store. Was this like a pop shop? No, it's the headquarters of a lot of pop stars. And what these people are doing are fake autographs and stuff like that, you know. Oh, and like there's hair and... Like they're pretending that every rock star in the world is the fame of the Beatles, okay? So the whole world is asking for photos, you know what I mean? Uh, Autographs. Dear caveman, can you send me a lock of your hair? And it goes to like one central uh, processing. Pull the hair from the wall. Right. So... She's just looking for someone to give her a signature of Sylvia already. So one of the things on the list is a lock of hair and and an autograph of Sylvia, the French pop star. Uh, Sylvia Tarnett. Yeah, now this is a real pop star, right? No. No, okay. But the actress who played her passed away the year later. Um, I her name was Patricia Viterbo, and I didn't look her up. I she's she, you'll see she's very bland. She didn't do right. anything but say, "I'm here." There she is. I brought my fame. I don't have a little dog with me. Well, so I I read a bunch of user reviews just to see what the hell I was watching, and uh, someone said that she died a year later. Uh the actress i guess so i missed her i miss her too it's been like you know almost 50 years yeah she was uh she was bland she was bland i'm not gonna lie this isn't her funeral so all part of being british is the flower it's the uh, ornament it's the uh status symbol and it's a local pop star who uh and and the rabbit you know from yeah. everyone bets at the track in england right park life all the people so many people all go hand in hand hand in hand, hand, park in life. hand, hand. i was thinking blur park life park life <laughs> yeah then you go down to the racetrack a park life <laughs> Come on, Carl. That was only 20 years ago, 30 years right, ago. Right, right. Yeah. Park it. Here she is being bland. I am, I've got an accent. I'm bland. I'm bland. I wish I had told you in the beginning of the film to put on the music because I heard Auntie Griselda. The, oh, it was really? Like, it goes like, dan, 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 dan. we're a crazy song for a movie. Dan, dan. And then it goes, I know she's having a fit. Dun, dun. She doesn't like me a bit. Dun, dun. And then it goes back to, I'm a movie theme. You should hear it. It's Auntie Griselda right in the middle of their song. That's so funny. Yeah. I wonder if they shot in black and white in the TV show too. I, 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 it's, uh, it was, by the way, it was, um, uh, instrumental only. There was no singing. So you could really sing Griselda, Auntie Griselda along to it. Right. Oh, that's cool. I'll have to check it out next time I watch this. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, so, uh, showgirls. 
now we're on a TV set and <clears throat> for some reason, the scavenger hunt focus of the movie is now turned to uh, getting the autograph and lock of hair. Wow. Just happened. And they're all doing this sequentially. So they all approach at the same time. Yeah, that's the thing. They're not supposed to. They don't have to. No, they just have two days to find all these things. Right. What I mean is, like, they could have, you know, one would be getting a Rolls Royce thing as another one is trying to get an autograph. Like, they pair up two or three of them at a time to compete. Right. I could see them all approaching the same live broadcast to meet up with the pop star. Right, right. Yeah. No, you don't understand, my good man. I have an appointment. Do ring her. Huh. He's calling her him a foreigner. Like, for instance, I mean, he's Scottish, and it's really insulting to go, what is that crazy accent you have? You're a foreigner. It's an... Okay, never mind. <laughs> They're all doing the same thing here. Oh, right. This is my excuse that I can go into the TV filming. At least the American brought flowers. That's a classy... Uh... <laughs> and she was like, oh, she can't be near those. Like, very allergic, you know, getting all pollinated. Oh, I didn't know. I, I guess I didn't miss that detail. Oh, a Lynn Harris production. Lynn Harris. Streets of San Francisco, Lynn Harris production. Lynn Harris, I knew a Lynn Harris. You, did she, did she do a show in 1965? No. <laughs> Best of the Caveman? Caveman no. Mania? No, no, no. Cavemania. He was not alive. Oh, the Caveman. Oh, no, it's a different pop star. Yeah, that's right. So Look, once they get... hugging. Just keep hugging each other. Ooh, there's a hey, hey, aren't you that uh, conceited, easy, and gullible star? Yeah, let me sign an autograph. So these are cameos, right? This guy, I, I would be like, holy shit. Okay, the answer is yes. If you know English TV, you'd know this guy. That's why, like, my research comes up short. Like, yeah. he was on Doink Doink Hour. Right, yeah, no, I hear you. Meet the Skittles for three seasons. He played Wackadoo. <laughs> it's like it doesn't make any sense. Okay, so look, he lures him into the closet. It's kind of convenient. You know, we're, we've seen this movie. Disrespects his autograph. Right. Well, he's not the pop star. So he comes in and he goes, where's pop star? And he goes, I'm his understudy. What? He was, you know, he had he got sick at the bar and he asked me to come over and do the dancing. Wow. The hullabaloo would never do that. They would just cancel the live broadcast. Now, the thing is, I'm not sure. I think the joke is he doesn't really know how to dance, so he just makes it up. I think that's the joke. Right. So he's just supposed to do the new dance, or he's going to sing? He's going to dance. What's this? I'll not have me, me talent dancing <laughs> with some ruffian off the street. Oh, give him a chance. No, wait, she's a French person. Do give him a chance. I can't do it. Bonjour, monsieur. I think yeah. he deserves a chance, no? 
Totally weird. Yeah, Abdunati. <clears throat> he looks uh, like a train conductor to me. I know, right? Well, maybe he's a Maytag repairman when the TV comes out. Right. This is closed circuit TV. That explains why it's so clean. Uh, well, another uh, movie, we're in a movie movie where it's a really clean image that just pops right up. Movie. Okay. <laughs> is the joke that he's just making it up? Yeah. Okay. I thought so. It's not hilarious. Well, is he going to go up and like pull her hair at the end? <laughs> you no. don't think this is funny? It's physical. Uh, yeah, it's not not funny. Yeah. So just... his competitors, of course, recognize that it's him. And they're like, fuck this. So watch what Scotsman does. Get him for Scotland! <laughs> he's like, ha <laughs> Nice. So much for that studio. It was a cheap production. They must have just shot in their own production studio. Or borrowed it. I guess, yes. This Is guy this is funny. Yes. I think so. He has to keep going. That's the joke. It's all framed as a normal show. Like they can't even tell. It's improv uh, chor- choreography, chor- choreographed. Yeah, it's improvigraphed. It's improvigraphed. That was that was the famous ginger Stancing, singing in the rain movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which was probably like pretty recent. Well, no, it was in the. So now, in a very genuine way that is respectful to everyone's rights, it's concerned. Right, go he on. He gets sweet on the girl. Oh, on the pop star? Yeah. So, an hour into this movie, two thirds of this film, now the he thing finds is, another girl. He's got his nice girlfriend. So, what's going on here? But yes. He and he's look, it's genuine, it's heartfelt. He's not trying to bang her, okay? <laughs> he's just macking on her after a live production. No, like, macking means uh, that well, okay. you want to get some. Well, I wasn't talking about him, I was talking about the Scotsman. He was always uh, macking, he's always macking. Yeah, he, he was McDonald, the girlfriend, McDougal, always macking. Oh, his name is. He's always mad. Uh, Sydney McGregor, Sergeant Major Sydney McGregor. You can like lift him up in the armpits. Wow, this this was really breaking the fourth wall in this first two walls first in this movie. Uh, wait, was that a joke? Because the wall broke. Yeah, I was gonna say most <laughs> movies break the fourth wall, not this one. They broke the first and the second wall. <laughs> Whoa! Look at that. More wacky cuts. Okay. Hi, I'm your girlfriend. I'm just here waiting. Well, let me explain myself. I had to get the autograph. Did you get the autograph? No, but I got her address. Right. I'm banging her. Hopefully. Now, he's going in here to get the last item, you know, to get a letter in which he'll learn what the sixth item is. Now, you know, at this point in the movie, when I watch this, I just get this over with. You know, there's always, like, when there's a uh, scavenger hunt type movie or there's, like, you must get the six items, it gets tedious. Even Scott Pilgrim versus the world, you know, it's like, you must defeat seven X's. It's like, oh. 
I was relieved when two of them were in one fight. I'm like, sweet. This <laughs> that, yeah, check off too. Well, what this is meant to be is set up our third act. Like, you don't know what the sixth one is. And they seem to have gotten all the others. You see? So it sets up. Okay, this is a men on, men's only club. And it's as old as the hills. So they're freaking out. That yeah. woman must exit this fire! It's men's only. Yeah. You could tell from their, uh, and it's also members only. You could tell from their jackets. Yeah, yeah. Wait, something would work with men's only, just for men. Gel. Men, wait. Yeah, right. Something, uh, for for him. No, wait. Stag. Yeah, we'll have to do it. Okay, so there's an insurance company, um, called Lloyd's of London, and sure. they go back to the like 1400s or some crap. I don't know. Yeah. But um, there was this British warship named the Lutane that was wrecked, and they had they insure all shipping. So they really had to pay through the nose. So they got this bell from the wreckage, and they hung it in their offices. It's called the Lutine Bell. And it's it used to be rung whenever, like, there was a ship that was missing, and then they found it. It wasn't down. They would ring the bell, you know. So that's what's on the, there it is right there. That's what's on the list. They have to steal the Lloyds of London bell, the Lucifine bell. Wow. Wait, so there's just one bell, right? Yeah. There's not four sets of bells. Uh, well, okay, since you're pushing me, in truth, there is one. And there's also this replica, and, and that will get used as well. Okay. <clears throat> So uh, I have a question regarding Lloyd's of London. Did Lloyd have a last name? Lloyd? No. If you lived in London, the population wasn't so big back then. If you lived in London, you knew Lloyd. Oh, yeah. Well, I always mixed him up with Lloyd from Liverpool. <laughs> when, of Liverpool. When London was population 75, you knew Lloyd from London. Oh, look, where did he get the phone from? He's just walking around with it? No, it's like, uh, that's like insurance office, broker phone kind of thing. Oh, so yeah, I see it's on the wall. Aristocracy's calling him up, <laughs> basically extorting him, saying like, oh, great to see you, Jeff. Remember those two girls we banged behind certain people's backs last right. summer? Yeah, right. Bring me the Lloyds of London. Um Bring me the Lucetine Bell. All right. Oh, so this guy has to do it for him. And he's extorting him. Right. Now, it's so aristocracy for him to just be, like, in his air control tower going, straight on, then. Right away. Chop, chop. So, wow. yeah, so he looks up at the bell. I mean, he's really in a pickle. What's he going to do? Steal? No. Of course not. Oh, look, there's uh, people not from London visiting. Well, it's London 1965. It's so popular that they have tours. The thing is, dumb as that sounds, that is really true in real life. Wait, what's going on? We're doing a Union Jack uh, swipe? Yeah, because we're going to the Army headquarters. Drinking their tea. Now, in this scene, basically, it's just like 
It's like rat race. They're they're recapping. No, he finds out that they, he asked for the Lusitine Bell as part of this army operation. If that's true, it's it's grand theft larceny, you know? So the general's like, let's make no mistake. This is your project, your plan, your everything. If somebody's going down, it's you. I won't stake my neck out on. Go ahead, give him a listen for a second because of these acts. Okay. But I say, sir. Oh, yeah, no, Terry Thomas is the best. Here we go. Oh, they caught him again. Oh, delightful. He, he's like, he has a really distinct voice, so even though it's very soft, so yeah. hopefully it picked up. Wow, we're almost getting there. So our Paul Moore, Mole Man never, never got anything yet. Who? Uh, the Mole, Mole Man? Man. No. Yeah, Mole Man. No, that's his whole shtick throughout. Oh, look, the bell swipe. Yeah, bell swipe. Isn't that creative? Okay, he's that's going to the replica. Replica. Ooh, he's that's no clever. Yeah. yeah, he's not going to. No one's on the floor here. Now, the Mole was in Faulty Towers for one episode, but he was in one of the, he was in some of the Carry On movies. Yeah, which we are fans of the Carry On movie. Uh, we watched the we watched the last one, right? Carry On Columbus, which was a uh, after twenty years they revived it in honor of the uh, centennial, I guess, the the five centennial of uh, Columbus's discovery of America. Now that was two. a really good film, I felt, you know, and one of the best parts of. I mean, it's stupid. You can't take it for real. But if you just forget all that and say, okay, just do stupid things for me, then there's that scene where they broke, he broke character, right? They were going to hang him. Uh Uh-huh. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, okay, I was going to share my treasure with all of you, but go ahead, hang me. I understand. That's all right. We would have just frittered away the money wastefully anyway. Go ahead and hang me. <laughs> do you remember that one? I do. I remember that, and I remember Rick, uh, two guys from the Young Ones in the beginning of the movie, Rick Merrill, and then uh, I, it was Ke- uh, Neil, but, right? So then they would go on to say, "Of course, we're not going to kill you, Captain, if you want to really share the treasure with us." But then at the end, remember the he reversed it. He. You don't remember that scene. I'm going to have to play it for you. Yeah, well, I'm going to have to watch it again. But I did watch a bunch of... characters. Carry On was like, it started, I guess, around the the 60s or whatever, 50s. Black and white. uh, It became a comedy series like Carry On Teacher, Carry On Nurse. And and then it just got kind of sillier and broader and just, you know, it's a great movie series. It's the police academy, I guess, of the the British film industry. Yeah. But they Mm -hmm. made a lot more of them. I saw Carry On Cleo. It was Cleopatra and uh, Julius Caesar is on this throne. He stands up and his little, t- uh, he goes, oh, I've been sitting on my laurels. Oh, should I get that joke? Well, because he had like the tiara that they would wear. Right. It's a, it's called a laurel. Oh, that you put in your hair. Your, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sitting on his laurels. Yeah. Okay, so they both have showed up to steal the bell at the exact same time. So now they're having a back and forth kind of, you know, pissing contest. Right. So he goes, okay, we'll work together. You know, you've got the rope. Uh, you know, I've got whatever. 
He goes, and then once we have the bell together, we'll flip a coin. And whoever wins the toss can have the bell. That's well, ridiculous. Well, that's a, that sounds nice and square of you, pal. I thought you'd like it. Let's get started on it straight away. This will take the alarm out. You American chaps know everything. Oh, is he wearing his kilt and he's going upstairs? Yeah. I like it to look up his kilt. Yeah. Uh, almost. So the slapstick in this movie are people falling. Right. Like so saw... He cuts the rope just as you said that. Yeah. <laughs> and those are pretty, pretty good uh, stunts. Why did he cut the rope? He's not going to get the... Because they're enemies. Yeah, but he's not going to get the bell by himself. Yeah, I know. That's perplexed me when I've watched it. Uh... Once. Well, no, I watched it like two or three times, but I mean, uh, like every now and again, you're watching it absentmindedly, like you're reading your phone or something and you miss right. it. I don't know. So now we have the same exact situation. They're having a little pissing contest and it's going to be like, okay, we'll work together. The same old thing. Right now he's accusing him of stealing government property. or something. It's not, it's not funny stuff. Let me see if I can tell you anything about this. There no, was I, one dark thing. Yeah, right? okay. Yeah, please tell me because we're in the third act and I, I want to get, you okay. know. You want to go home. <laughs> I want to go home already. Yeah. It's the dang movie. No, no, I, I like this movie. What was the dark thing? Okay. Um, okay, well, I'll just start reading. Uh, media. We already talked about this. Publishing a restaurant review for the Sunday Times, founder of the Police Memorial Trust. Uh, it received good reviews, not popular at the box office. <clears throat> But I had this juicy story. Where are you? Here it is. All right. Bust it out. Oscar-winning actor, I guess it's actress, Helen Mirren, lambasted director Michael Winner in a TV interview for allegedly treating her like a piece of meat during a casting session for this film in 64. Recalling the encounter, she said she was ordered her to turn around and flaunt her body for him. I wow. was mortified and incredibly angry. I thought she was insulting and sexist. I don't think any actress should be treated like that. Like you know, I, I, I want to pause you for a quick second because Helen Mirren went uh, viral like maybe a couple of weeks ago where they found an old interview where the, the reviewer was like just being a little sexist and she was just putting him in his place. Wow. So, yeah, so she she was, you know, she had to put up with a lot, but she never did. She won an act an Oscar. Um, okay, so you know what this asshole winner said, right? What winner defends his action, saying, I did indeed ask her to stand up. I don't remember asking her to turn around, but if I did, I was being serious. I can see it now. She's wearing a peasant blouse. <laughs> Oh my god. In photographs with enormous bosoms, which was sagging a bit, even though she was young. Helen Mirren, that's what he was saying about? <laughs> Man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the worst that could happen. 
Well, he doesn't. Yeah, I guess I remember it. She, she was wearing a peasant dress and yes, she did show her ass. <laughs> I just wanted to see her ass, but she was assisted showing her sagging boobs. I don't know. Oh, he's I, casting for a movie, right? Does he have to have a sexy person? Kind of does. Have, you don't have to like have them parade like that. That's disgusting. <laughs> disgusting. Show off your goods. No, they're going to be on. Well, there would have been a film test, right? I don't know. Right, there would have been a film test, and they would have, you know, see if this was ideal to get. Yeah, I mean, she's she's right, and she does call out that shit all the time. Right. But, and also, she's you know, besides being you know, she's she's gorgeous. Uh huh. Helen Mirren. I don't know her. I'm gonna have to Google her. Yeah, Google her. Google Helen Mirren, Caligula, 1980. Caligula. Yeah, she's topless in that. It's a notorious scene. Sir Helen Mirren. Wasn't she in James Bond? Was it? Did she play M? How um, have you never heard of Helen Mirren? You know her as old Helen Mirren. Okay. Uh, oh, Bond. You must remember the, the last Bond we talked about Casino Royale? Right, right. Yeah. Now, I know that the bad guy is your brother and your father was a villain and you have a house called Skyfall, but will you please keep things in order, Bond? <laughs> oh, I know her as an uh, actress of today. As M. She was like Piers Bronson. I think she was M. Like she was a holdover from mm -hmm. uh, the previous Bond. Yep. She played the queen. She was yeah. in Red. But I'm telling you, she, oh, Red, right. Well, yeah, her and Bruce Willis. That was kind of the joke. Like they would have a Helen Mirren and Bruce Willis movie. But uh, she, uh, but she, you know, it's decades of career and she did have like theatrical, she, she was big, you know, in, in England. And yeah. Uh, now watch, I, you got to see this because it starts a chain of events. But look, it's so dumb. He goes, oh, I'm tired. Whoops. Oh, I got to wipe my really uh, badly I wipe my brow. Yeah, really badly written. You've seen this movie before. Here we'll have the choreographed. Yeah, they choreographed. Like, it's still moving. Whoa. Whoa. I had to drop it when I touched my feet. When I touched my feet. Yeah, that guy threw right in there. Let, get this out of here, mister. Actually, this is what I love about it. Like, not only does it cause chaos, the the foreman's like, "I'm gonna keep pushing it." <laughs> what, what's the worst that could happen? Well, it did cause chaos when it rolled in. Yeah. Uh oh! Someone in that dumpster just got a up kilt. Up kilt. No, up kilt. Yeah. Oh no! The bell has rolled out. Bell's and hells. Rolls into the tame. Yeah, you can't unring that. Oh, is uh -oh. that the is that the thams? That's the Thames River. Fat rut. It is. Uh oh. It's famous. It's very famous. The Thames River. Look, everyone's shaking their fists at him. Act. Yeah, that's right. And roll them. Hey, and roll them. <laughs> what a big idea. Hey. Hey, over to your local fishmongers. We can't take this. Grumble. Grumble. And cut. I'm not even and see. joke. It's not, it's so not funny. <clears throat> so Finally, yeah, there we go. This Michael Winner did the mechanic in 72. Now this I know is the a great, yeah, yeah, that's a great no no. The mechanic was a Charles Bronson movie, and it was later made into like two films with Jason Statham. He's he's a like a hitman, 
who's uh, so good. He's like the mechanic. I think it was Walter Matthau actually in that one. Uh huh. But it's good. It's it's a solid movie. He's like he also made uh, Wonton Ton or Ronton Ton, the dog that's yeah, in Hollywood. Dog is, right, seventy six. Which I look every six weeks. I'll look in YouTube to see if it finally posted because it is like a good shitty film. But yeah, he was like making these like shitty Charles Bronson films for Canon when I got when I saw his films. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did revisionist westerns, Chateau's Land and Lawmen. He did the Centennial in '77, which was like a scary. You know, you you mentioned revisionist <laughs> westerns. The the lead of this movie was in Capaloo. Uh huh. That's right. Uh, yeah, which came out the same year. Right. And Columbia really thought he was going to be the shit, Joe. Um, the role. Did you Wait, what, happened? what happened to the upper crust? Like, did he get news that he lost? No. What? No. What are you talking about? Well, uh, Delmolt collapsed. And I was wondering why. Oh, why? No, he just ate a bad um, prawn or some crap. Bad. Wow. I don't know how he even survived in the army. <laughs> he had people do it for him. Hey, it's Jerry Lewis and the evasive bellboy. Gotta crawl up through window. So yeah, he um just got into a pop star's window and she's like, You're popping up everywhere and I don't know. Did you just ruin my television appearance? <laughs> she doesn't uh no he actually he didn't ruin it right he danced like a monkey yeah i guess everybody liked it i think that was a funny scene carl i mean i, I like this guy whoa pac-man swipe yeah so he's uh, the moles underground going like oh it's a cave-in and he's like freaking out you know he's being paranoid yeah it's like in caddyshack where they would cut to the gopher now you see all the boil, bowler caps. Right. Because they're, the director's saying, you know, we're at Lords of London and they're, you know, somebody fucking stole our bell. What are we going to do about this? You're going to find it? Okay, we'll find it. All, all right. right. Well, I'm hope you know, how much was it insured for? It wasn't insured. We're the leading insurance in the world and we didn't insure our most valued treasure. That's the joke, Carl. Oh. Hello, home invader. How about some breakfast? It's a traditional English breakfast. You've seen this movie. No, I have seen this movie. <laughs> okay. I, I wanted to... I don't know. I thought it would be different. You must be... You know what? Another thing about YouTube, I looked typed in, you must be joking. Yeah, and there it there was a South African candid camera prank show that <laughs> called the theatrically released movie in 1987 called "You Must Be Joking," and it's this guy is these two radio personalities from South Africa are uh, hosting these like pranks, and it winds up like the there was like a former boxer who was in it, and they proceeded to keep making these prank movies for the next several decades. Uh, Interesting. You know, reflecting South uh, Africa and all South. You know, I would, I would read it and I, would, I saw it and I was like, I looked at it. I said, I want to see a user review. And uh, 
Oh, look, they found a bell. Well, the tame has tides, and the French girl knew that and said, you know, I have great news for you. Your bell can be recovered. Really? Wait, who's the French girl? The pop star? Yeah. Oh, and so the girlfriend sort of jilted in a way. Yeah, she's not needed anymore. He found I mean, someone else. He was, you know, he what he didn't sleep at home last night. Really? What a creep. Oh, car phone, car phone, car, car phone. phone. I know. Car phone. That's the only way you could talk in your on the phone in a car back in 1965. Was on a car phone. Yeah. A backseat car phone. The only way you could talk on a car phone in 69 was with was on a car phone. Car phone. <laughs> oh no, so he's going underwater. He thinks it's but he doesn't actually go in the water. He's just too late. It's too little too late. Look, he's too clean to be in that dirty. Pit. Oh, I I would suffocate or I would just quit at that point. Remember your trip through the Okay, see her terrible driving, that'll be a Oh right. That's I was wondering what was going on. <clears throat> so now okay. Elliot Dellum has been picked up by an ambulance because he was sick. And now basically he's using them as a taxi. Okay. Oh, to, to get over. So we're finally wrapping up to the end of yeah. 48 hours. Now what's happening here is the staff sergeant is lying that he was requisitioning all those things for the general. <clears throat> right. But the truth is like, he he was he thought he was saying about the things in the scavenger hunt, but he's been requisitioning for years uh, with illegal, you know, like cans of uh, jelly beans and like he's been getting supplies and selling them on the on the army's dime. So he's blaming it on the governor. I mean, on the um, general. Right. Oh, so the general's going to be in hot water. And right. what's in the bag? So he he doesn't have his own bell, right? The first time I thought that was the bell in there. Right, he doesn't have his own bell. There's only two bells. Now look, this is Pink Panther guy. Yeah, We've that's seen, right. Yeah. We've seen him in other films, and I'm not telling you about Casino Royale. I'm not an asshole. He was in Casino Royale. He was in Superman 3. But, I mean, he was in The Return of the Pink Panther, Pink Panther Strikes Again, Revenge of the Pink Panther, right. Bull of the Pink Panther, Son of the Pink Panther. Curse Wait. Wait, he was the son of the Pink Panther with yeah. Bellini? You Professor. know, HBO Max just they just pulled all of them. They had all of the Pink Panthers, and I tried. His name's Graham Stark, right? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. He's a he's like uh Charlie Sheen in Terminal Velocity. He's like he has a skydiving uh company and he drinks. Yeah, they were uh army buddies together when they were in the Suez Canal. And that was that Israel, um, <clears throat> uh, well, I forget, but anyway, so they're old army buddies and that's how, or military buddies. And that's why he's going to take them up in the plane so he can parachute in for the final contest. They're all right now heading with their scavenger hunt stuff to the check. <laughs> Look, he's got the, uh. That's old school. Like here, here's your parachute. You need to fold it up, maybe. Right, right. All right, there it is. We're almost finished, Carl. I could see the. I could right. see this movie almost Thank finished. Goodness. 
Well, that's been our show. It says Finn on the screen. Right. They well, actually, that's the border of Finland. <laughs> it's almost over. It's Finn-ish. Yeah, it's close. It's a Finn-ish. It's getting there. Getting there. It's almost a Finn. Are we done, Dad? Well, it's it's a Finn-ish. <laughs> Hang out for a second. Are we there, Fred's dad? Well, it's a uh, Finn-ish. Okay, now this isn't really believable. But all of a sudden, like, she loves him, okay? So she's, like, telling the guy from performance, I'm taking a two-week holiday. And oh, no. She's she met going an American. holiday, yeah. Wow, wait a minute. Hang on a second. What's up with this movie? He's kissing the wrong girl. Right. That's There's right. the girl, yeah. But there, we don't have any moral... He doesn't get any, he gets mean looks. <clears throat> oh, that's the worst he gets. Yeah, no, he, it, it, the movie ends great for him. <laughs> well, this guy's about to jump. So, he's like, do you make a good living? You only make money if, you know, in insurance if you die. And he goes, die? Forget it, I'm not going. And then he goes, sergeant? I, you know, you did so much for me. Um, this is the best they could do for you. He pushes him out of the plane. That's it. I'm done. This is the least I can do for you. <laughs> now, look, his chute deploys. But meanwhile, he's going, pull the chute, pull the chute. They made a mistake in the editing or they had to stick with bad, you know, Oh, look, they finally get the up kilt. Yeah, and he goes, that's quite refreshing, actually. Oh, it must be. Can you imagine? That's oh, terrific. You know, it, if there was a shower on the plane, you can shower and then jump off and naturally dry. <laughs> yes, naturally <laughs> dry. dry. You could just so drip dry. Air dry. He, he um, they are impressed with him parachuting in. Now they're going to be impressed with the air crisp aristocrat coming in on the ambulance oh there's and a by everything the yeah and another's arriving under arrest of the police right for for buying all that shit yeah da 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 ba da 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 singing it's a mad 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 it's a mad 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 world intermission it's a long movie <laughs> I wrote the Mad World song. Mad, 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 mad. Here's a Christmas carol. Here's a Mad, Mad World song. Mad, 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 mad. No, you know, no, that's how the lyrics go, but there's four mads in the song, so sometimes I forget and I do like eight of them. Oh, he made it to the finish line. Yeah. Oh, man. Somebody dropped. Oh, he tripped him. So somebody drops uh, their loot and, and Mole Man gets it. Oh, so Moment's going to win. He's got the loot. Easy peasy. Okay, yes. <clears throat> the movie ends in a very, very dissatisfying way, okay? Don't get ready for the American ending. Right now, what would happen is they... Oh, would, the American... Yeah. They would race to the finish right. in front of them. And then when the bad guy was going to win we would get a tw another contest that would result in the good guy winning and we have a winner. That's not what's going to happen. 
Oh, it's funny that the mole man gets all the items instead of going across to the finish line and goes straight up to Terry Thomas. I did it. <laughs> yep, that's right. But he doesn't win, does he? No. No, this is of all as an American, I, I'm glad the American wins. I could totally relate to that. Well, the American won, but then he resigns. So it's 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 uh what? They all went into his dug hole, his it must have hurt as an actor to fall through that hole. Yes. Yeah. Fucking winter doesn't give a shit. Uh, don't forget my I'm a bad driver, remember? Oh, she's gonna save her boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah, she sees him with the pop star. Now he knows she's on the list. So she's like, here, you better take these. You know, he, he hasn't called her in days. Right. He's an asshole. Yeah. Uh-oh, things are falling apart. Here's your bullshit, sir. Even the <laughs> bell. And it's the real bell, not some fucking replica. Congratulate. Oh, what's this? What's That's that? Ignatian papers. What? You can't resonate your paper. You're fired. Paper. <laughs> I, I'm switching girlfriends and I'm going on holiday. That's what they call it here. Right. Uh, on holiday. To someplace and then Nice, right? Oh, I heard it's really Nice over there. Yeah. Well, my I have some family over there. My, my niece lives in Nice. <laughs> okay so now they're arresting him for years of get you know getting using the army's money to right you know buy goods i always told him it will could chop to him but don't do it i says to him so he's getting himself a... off the hook and blaming the general what about the bowler caps? I thought they were all Floyds. I guess there are other people. They were um, the boiler boiler bowler caps. Were he was the Secretary of uh, the State or the Interior, something like that. He was from the I, government, so nobody really wins. That's right. Now the general's going to ship the bell back, but he's arrested for stealing the bell. Did you say what, sir? Oh no! Oh, so this whole thing implodes. I think that's a, how Rat yeah. Race ended too. They they busted John. There's Cleese. no winner, and nobody gets a satisfied. The guy who gets a satisfied ending is the jerk. Right. Oh, there he is with his girlfriend. Okay, look at him. We should play the volume on this. Yeah, I have a feeling what's going on. Look, I can't believe it. He just waved goodbye to her. Yeah. And now we have the most unsatisfying ending of all. <laughs> they're just, they're all alone, the two delusional idiots. Oh, that's funny. And then, like, it, the director should have ended it right here. But no, the... Uh, the mole man has literally existential compart criticizes the army or the military. So then he like makes him snap to and march. I don't know. It's dumb. Well, you know, he should have that, that outburst. 
this is a comedy movie. Uh, we got all these unsatisfied. This is totally unexpected. It doesn't wrap up a theme of the film at all. Right. What was the fucking theme of the film? Like they didn't have one. Like if you work together, you succeed. Something like that. They didn't do that. I think the theme was scavenger help uh, hunts. Uh, help us remember Tammy and uh, excited for her wedding. And it was a good way to celebrate our bachelorette party. <laughs> oh, there he is marching off. I this looks oh, there it is. The Finn. Yeah. El Finn. For Finn. Shot on location in England by American Films of London, England. Oh, How ladies and gentlemen. And there's the American Broad uh Columbia Pictures. Well, Carl, that has been you must be joking. From nineteen sixty five. What'd you think of the movie? At times, I enjoyed it. At times, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was pretty dull. I mean, like, the, yeah. I, I had a lot of power to it, a lot of horsepower, a lot of good performances, but it really did feel like uh, nothing was happening, and uh, there was no, I don't know, like, at least rat race, they had to go from A to B, you know? It, it's a race. Yeah, this wasn't done in, I don't know, uh, the order of it was chaotic and scattered like okay never mind the pursuit of that thing we're moving on to this thing right yeah yeah at the same time we're all at the track at the same time we're all in with the starlets a thing at the same time i, I, I don't know wow. i think that um if you listen to it with the sound you're much more entertained because you hear all these accents and the things they say to each other it is kind of funny a lot of the times and uh just to be around those uh that culture is pretty you know everyone's it's all about class and right you know there's innuendo all over the place but they'll never say it you know yeah oh well yeah and uh but it was uh, i agree so it was fun i mean it's fun to see those actors and i'm sure uh i'll enjoy seeing them in other locations some of them i recognize some of them i didn't terry thomas of course was kind of fun in this but it just kind of, it was a little bit short. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, uh, next week we are going to uh, go back to uh, more common ground here in the United States and watch an American movie about real men. It's called Real Men from 1987. It stars uh, the late John Ritter and the currently alive James Belushi uh, back from 1987. I have a trailer from the Action Master. I don't know if my sound is going to be worth it for the show, but I was going to play it. So if you guys go type in Real Men 1987 and you see the Action Masters posting of a Real Men trailer, I was going to play it in a couple of seconds. Okay. All right. The and Action three. Master. Yeah. Three, okay. two, one, go. Stands on the brink of disaster. And only one man can save it. Son named Perinello. Big Perinello, CIA. Who is he? He's fooled. A classified
<laughs> this is going to be horrible, but we do find ourselves laughing. I know. Well, it's it's uh, John Ritter and uh, James Pelusi from the eighties. Well, that was a little too close. Oh, look at those clowns! <laughs> you guys can't act. Look at these clowns. Who brought these clowns on the set? This is a joke. Oh, S and M dungeon. Oh, that's a shame to say. Right, this uh, trailer has the uh, box of the video cassette because it never was theatrically released. That is from 1987. Next week's movie will be Real Men with the real men, John Ritter and James Belushi. Carl, thank you so much for... Uh, uh, hosting and 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 uh, researching and, and just kicking ass on this movie. Uh, may I never see it again, but I definitely enjoyed talking it, uh, about it. And audience, we want hope you enjoyed the show too. Uh, just spread the word. Just you know, we'd love for you just to sign up for our podcast, L W A F L M O Y T. Uh, we would love for you to just get involved and and check out Mutiny Radio. They even have live comedy shows. If you're in the Bay Area, if you're in the Mission District, you can walk over there. Uh, we love Mini Radio, and we do love you guys, and we'll see you next week. Let's watch I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. We watch the best movies that uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen. By uh, here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Let's Spiegelman. We're hosts of <laughs> YouTube uh, with Michael Spiegelman. Follow us on podcast by with our acronym L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. We watch a full-length movie on YouTube with you, and you listen to the podcast and yeah. watch the movie at the same right. time. Yeah. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, or if you're Carl, 5%. 5% yeah, right. Standard I'm so time. lazy. Three hours later, I finally get to the show. 5 p.m. Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch Carl, test, test. Carl, Carl, test, test. Yeah, you're all buzzy. I gotta call back. Let's watch. It's oh, jokes to Carl. Movie. Not duh like duh. Oh, that's funny. It's duh like French. So it's jokes 
DeCaro. Follow me now. With Mike to my foot and they were like oh i'm freezing your foot and i was like it's so cold it's so cold creative play it's so cold uh. they took the laser pointer to my chest and they said i'm breaking your heart cold it's like This is a test. It is six o'clock in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco. California. We are here at the sprawling state-of-the-art studios of MutinyRadio.fm, and I am your host this evening, Alphonse John Belvedere, sitting in for Perkins Warbeck, who is perpetrating his quixotic quest to return the English throne to its rightful owners, the Plantagenet dynasty. We wish him well. He may be back next week in defeat once again, but with his spirit unbowed. We are listening right now to Eloy, a German progressive rock band that was formed in 1971. And they are still at it these 50 years later. I am here this evening with Chadwick and his friend, whose name I forgot. Help me out. Antonio from the street. And tonight we are going to be playing two hours of the best progressive rock and roll you have never heard in your life. We play from the fringes through the great gates of delirium. 
this evening. We're going to start off with a classic. Oh, so, uh, scratch that. Scratch that. I'm going to pop into my favorite. Norwegian prog rock band, Popol Vuh, which was formed in 1971 in, no, not Norway, Belgium. Belgium. This is Anjaga und Zimanyaga from Popol Vuh. You're listening to the Gates of Delirium on Mutiny Radio.fm. Sometimes the mood just misses the mark. Let's start off with a little bit more of energy and activity. This is Osric Tentacles, Epiphlioi. Oh, stand by. We'll be right with you. There's a technical glitch in the matrix happening at this very moment. There seems to be not a responsive demon in the demon works. Let's find out what happened here. Let's find out. How is everybody out there? This is Osric Tentacles you are listening to You are listening to the Gates of Delirium and we have entered into a problematic phase. Stand by, please stand by. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I don't know if you knew that about him, but he was a, a bit of a wet blanket. Uh, and I get it because like when I, when I watch the news nowadays, I'm like, yeah, I don't like the direction Europe's going in right now. Uh, <laughs> inflation's terrible. This is all stuff that Hitler felt. 
Why doesn't anyone like my art? <laughs>